Welcome to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by APT Capital Group, where Kyle and Lalita talk to top experts and seasoned passive investors in the business to help provide clarity and key insights to keep you safe on your journey to financial freedom. Our goal is to help you get educated on how to create passive income for you and your family using real estate as your vehicle. If you enjoy the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. Now, here are your hosts, Kyle and Lolita. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. I'm your co-host, Lolita, also joined by Kyle. Before you get started, please make sure to head over to our website, aptcapitalgroup.com, and grab our free Passive Investor's Guide. And if you're interested in learning more about what we do, you can schedule a call with Kyle on our website as well. All right, now let's get into our show. Today, we have Brandon Elliott here with us. Brandon, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Doing great. What's up, guys? Appreciate you for having me on. Awesome. Thanks for being here with us. Before we head into the interview, here's a little bit about Brandon. Brandon is a real estate investor, podcast host, author, international speaker, and credit specialist. Brandon utilizes the Burr strategy and has done numerous fix and flips locally in San Diego, California, as well as out of state virtually. Brandon also has a passion for coaching others to help them achieve generational wealth, which is the key reason why he created his podcast, Ready, Set, Go Real Estate Investing. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you've got your hands full on both the active and educational sides of this business. So Brandon, let's get started. And can you tell the listeners a little bit more about what you do and about yourself? Yeah, of course. So I'm originally from New Jersey. I live out here in sunny San Diego, California. So I fell in love with it out here. Basically, how I got started into real estate was I was doing door knocking for Kirby Vacuum Cleaners, and I became pretty good at that. I got recruited into an investment company, and that was back in like 2011, 2012. So a lot of pre-foreclosures then. So we were going after NODs at the time. But nevertheless, you know, I got a little bit of education, a lot more motivation, and I fell in love with the Burr strategy. So that's what I started doing. I tried going against real investors out here that were going, you know, putting up all cash, no contingencies. That's the type of strategies we do now. And back then I wasn't educated enough to be able to compete with them. But I jumped into other markets over mostly in Ohio is where I built my portfolio. And yeah, we did the birth strategy over there, then slowly started making our way over here and did fix and flips. And now we've been doing the birth strategy out here as well the last year or so, but to make it work out here, because it's all million dollar plus properties, we've been doing Airbnb to be able to bring in more income and make it a profitable deal. So besides that, I'm very passionate about credit. We have a credit repair business. We have credit education, how I really leverage myself and have been able to scale into real estate has been through credit and building personal and business lines of credit. We've purchased properties with credit cards, completed all of our remodels on credit so we don't get screwed over by contractors and and normally get enough points to go on a free vacation afterwards, which is cool. And we've even done hard money lending with credit. So that's a little bit of a gist of what we do. Awesome. Well, we're going to dive into all that. But the first thing I want to ask you is actually the door knocking that you mentioned in the beginning. How did that kind of shape you into who you are today? Because I know sales is a big piece of real estate or any business. You know, you're always selling yourself. What did that teach you when you got started in that industry? Man, door knocking is, is a whole nother beast. I highly recommend many people like anybody. What it taught me was 
to be just resilient. Like you're going to get a lot of no's. You're going to get people screaming at you, shouting at you, having bad days. And, and it's all about the numbers game. So the more no's you get, you should almost get excited and start training your, your mind that way, that you're that one step closer. If you think about the numbers, like, and the more you do this, the better you'll get at it to get your numbers to just perform better. Right. So maybe at first you got to knock 50 doors to finally get inside one and get that. Yes. But eventually you'll get it down to like 10. Yep. It's like that book, three feet from gold, which I absolutely love. And, you know, don't stop when you're three feet from gold. So exactly. And in real estate, it's the same thing, right? It's a numbers game. The more deals you underwrite, the more deals you're aggressively going after, the higher the likelihood that you're going to close on one. 100%. Yeah. Cool. So let's talk about your most recent multifamily project. And I think this is the most recent I've seen. I think it's a fourplex in San Diego. I've seen you post pictures on it online and the before and after pictures are absolutely amazing. I love what you did with the property. So tell us a little bit more about it, how you found it and go from there. Yeah, we've had a couple of deals since then that we're in the middle of and closing up on. But last year we ended up getting right before COVID. So it was good timing. And honestly, COVID has been like, it's been blessing for us. We've been able to scale even more, which is very unique situation. But yeah, we ended up picking up a fourplex. It was from a wholesaler that partnered up with another wholesaler that found us. And we went in 50,000 hard, closed in 10 days, no contingencies. That's how we got our offer. It was very competitive. There was 20 other offers trying to get in it. And that's how we stayed very competitive on our offer. We picked it up for 1.25 million. We put 150000 into it, full remodel. And we actually knocked out the remodel within like two and a half months. It came out beautiful, very excited about it. And we're doing Airbnb now with it. We did a cash out refinance. The cash out refinance, truthfully, that was the longest. We've cashed out, refied a ton of properties. I've never had this long of an experience, but nevertheless, it was a six month process. We finally got it closed and we have no money into it. And it was a great deal. So we're pretty excited about it. What are the keys to be able to cash out 100%? Because that's not easy, right? Especially in today's market in California, you know, there's just a lot of overhead. The prices are very high. What's the kind of the secret behind your success in being able to cash out 100%? I think it's just getting a good deal. So we only got 75% of its value. So it appraised at 1.75. So, I mean, at the end of the day, we have a good amount of equity in it. So just getting a good deal that, you know, whatever you put into it, a value add, you're going to be able to have a strong appraisal. I think the secret sauce behind it as well, that really made it a good deal is the appraisal, right? Like if the appraisal would have came back bad, then that would have messed up our numbers. We would have had more money into it and could have just made it a little bit more of a stressful deal. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's move back a little bit because I didn't actually ask this. What is the birth strategy for those that don't know? Can you kind of explain that strategy? Oh yeah. The birth strategy. And this is why I fell in love with it, but it's, so it's buy, renovate, rent, refinance, repeat. At the end of the day, it's like coin that the birth strategy, but it's always been the value add, right? And this, this is just notorious for any type of real estate properties, multifamily, anything small, really. It's like, You want to find something distressed that you can do the full remodel on. You can easily get a a well-qualified tenant. Your capital expenditures for the future will be less because everything's fully remodeled. And then you do a cash out refinance at the end so that you can have little or no money into the deal instead of just selling it and getting, you know, one-time payout. You're going to be able to get 
your tenants to pay the mortgage, which is awesome. And you're getting that passive income, that little gap in between. Got it. And so is your plan to continue with the birth strategy out in San Diego and just continue to do, you know, smaller, probably, you know, three to five unit properties? Are you trying to scale further? What's your kind of ultimate plan? Yeah. So one day I would like to get to the point where you guys are at and really start focusing on the big numbers, the syndications and so forth. We're really happy with the residential side as far as one to four units, just for the easy financing. And Mm -hmm. we do love multiple doors. Obviously, there's a lot of power in that. You know, if you have a vacancy, the others will be filled, still cash flowing, which is always nice, less stressful. And we really love the idea of the Airbnb just because we can make more money short term and they're still paying the mortgage and so forth. So out here in San Diego, if we can hang on to these properties for the long run, you know, 10 years or or more, then we know that the appreciation will really take care of us. That should always be icing on the cake, like we all know. But if we can capitalize in many different areas, then it's definitely a benefit. Yep. What kind of debt are you putting on these? So in the beginning, we do hard money to cover a majority of it. And then we do private money debt positions only to cover the gap, right? And then afterwards, we do the cash out refinance, long-term financing, 30-year fix. Okay, great. Yeah. So you're holding on to that for a long time. Do you have anyone managing these properties or are you self-managing? Yeah, we do self-manage. We're crazy, man. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. You are crazy. (laughs) And that's another reason why I do want to get into bigger syndications because eventually you get to a point where the numbers all make sense. You have more than enough to cover the management side and anybody that really wants to scale, you got to consider that. Like I'm crazy right now doing the self-managing which we're able to, we've systemized it, which I'm a big firm believer, you got to systemize it. But in the long term to really scale any type of businesses, you want to be hands off. Yeah, I mean, it's tough enough just handling, you know, one to four units with a full time, you know, year long resident, if you're doing Airbnb, that's even more moving parts. Yeah, I'm blessed, man. We Jennifer is my queen, and she handles the whole Airbnb side. So she's really good with like people me not so much. So she has a lot of patience for them. All right. Very cool. Well, let's move on to like credit and building wealth through credit. Talk to us a little bit about what you do on that side and your strategy you use there. Yeah. So I love credit so much. I think it's one of the biggest things out there that's truly undervalued and people just don't know. And that's just for the simple lack of education. Like they're not teaching us out there in school or anywhere, really. It's hard to find or be educated on the opportunities behind it. So what I like to do is think of credit and really teaching people to start thinking like the bank, like understand how the banks are really thinking and treat it like real life monopoly, right? You know, before you play the game of monopoly, you got to understand the rules so that you can play intelligently and, and really be savvy with your gameplay. So what we like to do is, is think of credit as like a four-step process. So educate understand how the banks and lenders are judging us, how to play the game. Number two is fix your credit. Almost everybody out there could do a little something just to fix or improve their credit. Thirdly is build credit. So you can add authorized users to boost up your score very quickly in 30 days or less, get it up to the 800 range. And same thing with business credit. And then be able to actually get six figures, even up to seven figures in funding on business credit and personal within a year. And then Lastly is leverage it. You know, once you have all this credit, then put it to work and make money from it. So we've purchased properties with credit. We've done hard money lending with credit. And yeah, it's been a huge blessing. 
And so that's kind of zero money out of your pocket then because you're using hard money to then basically supplement most of that leverage and then the rest would be credit and, and private debt, right? Yeah. So it's made me going into offers more confident because I know I have the credit just in case. And, and we always lock in deals first, go 50,000 hard, no contingencies, you know, close in 10 days. And that's a lot of pressure, right? And then we try to start raising the money. So if we can't raise the money, then we always have credit just as a backup. Okay. Is it more risky because you're pretty much 100% leveraged and you're using credit or do you see it differently where it kind of separates you from your, your competition? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think it separates us from our competition. Also, we don't go fully leveraged. I'm a big firm believer, always have backup plans. Mm -hmm. But on the contrary of that, you know, like Dave Ramsey approach, me and him wouldn't necessarily connect on this stuff. I'm a firm believer (laughs) in like, there's good debt and then there's bad debt, right? And just having backup plans, having leverage behind it to successfully invest in your deals. If I'm going to raise money from Joe Schmo or neighbors, friends, family, whoever, I still feel morally obligated and I need to pay them back, right? And a strong return. Credit, it's the same exact thing, except I'm borrowing from myself from the banks. Got it. It's the same thing that the banks do. How else do you use credit outside of purchasing real estate? We've started automation stores. We've started other businesses as well. So, I mean, really anything. You know, we do travel hacking. We've done manufacturer spending pretty heavily in the past, which is like a whole nother beast. So many different ways. So anything related to money that we can make an ROI on, you know, we've jumped into credit to leverage it. Yeah, awesome. We're getting into travel hacking. I mean, we've kind of done it not to its fullest extent, but even just at a small level, you know, it gets you free vacations and and that's worth something for sure. Oh yeah. I mean, the free flights, you know, there's something awesome about getting status at locations as well. And, you know, you can pay with points for the small basic room at the Hilton. And then if it's available, you can get the penthouse suite. You know, we've had that several times and it's just, it's a nice little feeling. Nice. Awesome. I'll have to pick your brain on that one. I haven't heard of that (laughs) one. As far as credit's concerned, what's kind of the most common mistake people make when it comes to credit? There's so many, honestly, out there. What I would say is so many people truthfully believe that hard inquiries are like the, the biggest thing that's crushing their credit report. And, and truthfully, that only makes up 10% of your FICO. So there's six boxes that make up your FICO. That's like one of the smallest ones. Payment history is, is your biggest, you know, collection, derogatory remarks and utilization. Those are all your, your very high impact. Got it. All right. Perfect. Lolita is going to take us into our final four questions. Are you ready? Ready. Let's go. Choosing the right insurance coverage for multifamily properties isn't that complicated if you know who to talk to. At the Garzella Group, we're uniquely qualified to help you navigate the range of policy choices you have, and we're committed to saving you 30% in the process. We do intensive market research and have nationwide relationships, so we can find coverage other insurance brokers simply can't. We should talk. Go to quotenow.biz and we'll start the conversation. All right, Brandon, here we go. What is the one tool you use in real estate investing that you could not do without? I guess credit. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Can you tell us a story about one of your biggest mistakes in real estate investing and what is the main takeaway for our listeners? Oh boy, where do we begin? <laughs> okay, so my biggest mistake, and truthfully, this has cost me the most, is 
the legal paperwork, having things recorded when you are investing with others. So making sure that any partnerships, any documents, make sure that it's reviewed by lawyers and thing, documents are recorded and so forth, or else you can definitely get, it's a, a big learning curve. <laughs> Super important. What is it that you need to do now to grow your life to the next level? So right now we need marketing. So yeah, that's what we're focusing on this coming year. Perfect. And lastly, where can people find out more about you? If you're interested in anything credit related, creditcounselelite.com. If you need credit repair services done for you, then creditrepairmobile.com. Otherwise, you can find me on Instagram, Brandon Elliott Investments or uh, facebook.com forward slash Brandon Elliott Investor. Fantastic. Brandon, you've been great. We appreciate your time and for being on the show with us. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you so much. Awesome. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate group on Facebook so you can connect with Kyle and Lolita and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too so that you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, head on over to aptcapitalgroup.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Kyle and Lolita, sign up on the Contact Us page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode.